0: Welcome to The Fastest Five Minutes, presented by Kroll & Mooring. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Monica Sterling, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts, legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts, lawyer or executive should be without. And we turn to Monica for our first item.
1: Thanks, Peter. We'll start with a regulatory update from the Department of Commerce. On March 29th, Commerce published an advance notice of proposed rulemaking announcing that it is soliciting a public comment on a licensing process for companies seeking pre-clearance for information and communications technology and services transactions, ICTS, subject to Commerce's new authority to block or unwind such transactions. This new authority derives from the interim final rule, securing the information and communications technology and services supply chain, which became effective on March 22nd. The rule broadly defines ICTS transactions to include acquisition, importation, transfer, installation, dealing in, or use of ICTS. Commerce specifically requested comments on 10 areas, including one, whether commerce should model the ICTS licensing process on the notification process employed by CFIUS and or the voluntary disclosure process that the Bureau of Industry and Security uses to consider potential violations of expert control laws. Two, the advantages and disadvantages of varying approaches to the preclearance or licensing process. Three, potential measures to protect the interests of small businesses in the licensing process. Four, whether there are categories of ICTS transactions that should or should not be considered for a license and whether any categories of transactions should be prioritized. Five, Considerations that commerce should assess with respect to the potential for mitigation of an ICTS transaction in a licensing process. And six, whether holders of ICTS transaction licenses should be required to reapply for new licenses versus implementing a renewal process. And the structure for a renewal process if commerce takes that approach.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Monica. So now we move on to an update on something we've talked about before, and that's the overlap between the antitrust division at DOJ, and government contracts. So here's the update. On March 24th, the antitrust division released its spring 2021 update, in which DOJ addressed the expansion and early activities of the procurement collusion strike force, both in coordinating efforts among local, state, and federal enforcers, and in leveraging the resources and skills of those stakeholders to identify potential violations in government procurements. So, we've talked about this before, but just by way of background, DOJ stood up this strike force in late 2019 with a team of US attorneys and included other resources as well, like the FBI, DOD, GSA, Postal Service. And that number and and number of stakeholders has really expanded. The update references active PCFS investigations of procurements ranging from defense and national security procurements to local public work projects. DOJ stated that it's pivoting from its initial objective of spreading awareness involving violations, involving government contractors, to, and this is a quote, gearing up to bring investigations to the recommendation and disposition stage. The update also pointed to recent indictments involving bid rigging in state projects and alleged violations of the Procurement Integrity Act. DOJ also introduced two new endeavors To combat collusion in government contracting. The first is really a data analytics project, and the second relates to more global reach. The data analytics project is essentially a new resource to detect potential bid rigging, and it was launched in 2020, and it will leverage various partners and their respective platforms to collect and retain data and share it among government buyers so there's more information to analyze for potential patterns to demonstrate collusion or bid rigging. The global initiative, it's essentially a branded extension of the strike force's efforts, and it's focused on preventing, detecting, and prosecuting bid rigging abroad. Taking advantage of the DOJ resources in the criminal and international sections, the aim of this global initiative is to expand the strike force's reach by building relationships with foreign competition authorities to better protect U.S. taxpayer-funded procurements internationally. So lots to watch there. Next, we'll turn it back to Monica.
1: Thanks, Peter. Next, we'll turn to supply chain and the VA. On March 24th, the Director of GAO's Contracting and National Security Acquisitions testified before the Subcommittee on Oversight and Investigations of the Committee of Veteran Affairs of the House of Representatives regarding VA's process to modernize its supply chain and acquisition management challenges. In her testimony, The director addressed how the VA faced challenges with procuring and tracking goods in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, which exposed existing issues with VA supply chain management. Despite its numerous ongoing interrelated supply chain management initiatives, GAO found that VA lacked a comprehensive supply chain strategy, which would be necessary to successfully prepare for future health emergencies and meet veteran needs. To remedy these issues, GAO recommended that VA develop a comprehensive supply chain management strategy that, among other things, outlines how the VA's various initiatives relate to each other and to VA-wide initiatives. This strategy should also link to the VA's overall efforts to address its acquisition management challenges. Now back to Peter to round us out.
0: Great. We've got one more item. In our episode two weeks ago, we talked about the American Rescue Plan and the opportunities and challenges presented for contractors of all shapes and sizes all over the world. Also now entering the conversation is the American Jobs Plan, which President Biden announced on March 31st of this year. The plan calls for Congress to pass legislation that would lead to $2 trillion in spending focused on infrastructure as well as tackling climate change. The plan includes a combination of direct federal spending as well as tax credits, procurement policies, and other financial incentives to attract public and private investment. Among other things, the plan proposes $174 billion for development and deployment of electric vehicle infrastructure, over $100 billion to modernize bridges and roads, over $100 billion for water infrastructure, $100 billion for upgraded transmission lines, $400 billion for home health care and elderly care facilities, over $100 billion for schools. You get the idea. It's a lot of money on the table that's being proposed as part of this broad infrastructure package. This is something we'll be watching closely over the coming weeks and months, as the plan is discussed and debated between the White House, Congress, and many other stakeholders, but certainly lots for government contractors to be focused on and pay attention to. And with that, we will close it out for this edition. This has been the Fastest Five Minutes, brought to you by Kroll & Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions about these items, I can be reached at 202 624 2807, and Monica can be reached at 202-624-2549. Thanks for joining.
1: The Fastest 5 Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Maury LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash podcast.